What is up? Welcome into today's episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. I'm really glad that you're listening. So, what did we talk about on the podcast today? Well, first off, I realized that most of my listeners know me personally. And so I wanted to give, you know, sort of a personal rundown of what's been going on, personal news, uh, what I've been watching, what I've been reading, what I've been thinking about. So you have the first ever segment of Right Now uh, that starts off the podcast. And after that segment, I got into an NBA season preview. I recapped what I liked, what I didn't like in the off season and made some playoff picks because guess what? The NBA season is upon us. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. Right now. So in a bit of personal news, and if, if you listen to my podcast, odds are you follow me on social media, so you already know this, but... On Saturday, I got engaged to the love of my life, Madeline. It was just a really special day, and um, we're we're both very, very excited. We felt so encouraged by everyone who has reached out and touched base, touched base with us and encouraged us. It's just been really, really meaningful. So thank you to everyone who has offered their support. We're we're both very excited. Like we, we even joked with each other, like we should get engaged more often because people are just so nice um, at this time to us. And, you know, it, it just gets me thinking. And I think this every year on my birthday, I think the same thing. It's like we should treat everyone like it's their birthday every day uh, just because. Uh, and I know that if we did it every day, like it wouldn't be special. But there's just something about just the unwarranted, un like no need for any sort of return love, just straight up affirmation that we offer people during these special moments in their lives. And, you know, I, I wish we could do that more for each other um, because it is a really cool thing. And we've been very blessed by all the encouragement that we've received uh, in the last couple days. So thank you so much. If you've reached out, if you have touched base with us, offered us congratulations and encouragement and prayer, that's 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 really special to us. So thank you so much for sending that. And you know, I, I've probably gotten more, I've gotten the most Instagram likes I'll probably ever get. Um, so I have reached my social media peak in the last week. So it's all, it's all downhill from here. Maybe, you know, maybe Madeline and I will find a way to leverage, uh, these likes for for our new career as vloggers. Uh, but who knows, who knows, uh, in other news, um, two weeks ago, I finished my first semester of graduate school at Tennessee state university. I am one step closer to becoming a public administrator and how am I going to be a public administrator? I don't know. But the good news is I did learn some things this semester. I'm pretty sure I got all A's. So that is really cool. So I'm, I'm one step close to becoming it. What, what that looks like uh, for me professionally, uh, you know, I hope to, to be able to do some administration, whether that be 
in the public sector or in a nonprofit or even a church, just just stuff like that 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 I can do, um, that I'm, I'm learning how to do. It's really important stuff that all uh, nonprofits, all uh, public organizations need to have a handle on because there's there's a lot of hoops to jump through. It's not it's different than running a business, and so uh, that is one thing that I've been doing. And you know I. I wanted to do more podcasts this semester, but between working and being in graduate school and trying to be present in my relationships, I think that uh, this this podcast kind of got pushed to the back. And that's life. This is this is honestly not a priority to me at the moment. It doesn't uh, relinquish any sort of financial gain, uh, so it is being put off to the side. But I'm happy and I'm hopeful that I'm going to be able to put out more podcasts. Uh, over the Christmas season, so that's good. What have I been watching? So I've, uh, I've, I've fallen back into my rewatching Survivor habits. Um, so I just finished uh, Survivor uh, Second Chances, which is in Cambodia, which is a great season, a great cast. Now, if you haven't watched Survivor before, uh, I don't know if it would be as meaningful to you because it's all returning players. So part of the coolness of it is that you're getting to watch a lot of returning players play for their second time and see their their character arc grow and change. So that's really cool. But that's a that's a great season. And I just started Survivor Co Wrong, uh, which has one of my all time favorite Survivor characters on it. Actually, several. Uh, there's Debbie, Michelle, Ty. I love these characters. If you haven't watched Survivor before, Co Wrong would be a good place to start. I know a lot of people out there talk about Survivor going through some sort of, you know, cold spell in the thir- in seasons thirty in the thirties. Uh, but actually, I I'm really enjoying wa- rewatching these seasons. Um, I, I'm really enjoying them. I, I think that New School Survivor is fun. And, you know, especially there's a lot of really good casts of late. I was watching Second Chances. I was hoping maybe we'll get another all-returning player season soon that's all second-timers who haven't won. I think that would be really cool. I started a new book today. I have been uh, in a slump with my reading, to be honest. Being in graduate school, I'm having to do a bunch of reading for that so I haven't been able to do reading on things I'm genuinely interested in. Um, but I did start a new book today. It's a book called Iron John. And this is it, it, the subtitle of this book is A Book About Men. So recently, I've been thinking a lot about masculinity, uh, what it means to be masculine, how every, every dude's masculinity looks different and that's just got me thinking about a lot of new things i i was in a a facebook conversation about how we can help like these boys in our youth group go through rites of passage but rites of passage that aren't alienating rites of passage that um make everyone feel part of the group and grow into their their manhood and i think that's important because you know I remember lamenting when I was in college uh, about how a lot of these rites of passage in our Western American society, um, a lot of times they just turn boys into uh, buttholes. And I think in class I was really emotional, so I said 
uh, a different word, but we'll say buttholes. It turns a lot of boys into buttholes because I'm saying that way too. I'm saying that word way too much, but you get what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I don't know that the media in our society and, you know, television shows and movies accurately depict what men can be. And, you know, there's this book I'm reading is offering a lot of interesting thoughts and story about rites of passage and helping boys become men and not doing so in a harmful way. And I think that that's just really important. And I think it's important to note that that masculinity looks different for everybody. And so uh, when we narrow it down to masculinity means liking cars or masculinity means liking sports, I think that that is really narrow-minded and it kind of alienates people that don't aren't interested in those things. And at the same time, I do think that men doing things together, whatever that may be, can be helpful for forming um, this sense of identity, uh, which is really important to develop. And so that's just something, you know, I've, I've done the youth ministry thing. I'm, I'm, I love youth ministry, and I think that we could do better. And I want to figure out how that is. So if you have thoughts about masculinity, I would love to hear them. Um, I would love for you to reach out and talk to me about that because um, I'm really interested. I'm, I might even like put a survey out sometime just to kind of get the different male experience, um, what people have gone through, what their relationships looked like growing up, what they look like now, and how they think those two things are linked. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it's important. I think it's an important thing that I think we're kind of pushing into a corner uh, and, and we're not valuing it the way that, that we could be. And so I think churches can do better than just like sending men off on a men's retreat once a year. I think that um, youth groups can do better than doing like a boys retreat once a year. I don't know. And I do think those things have value. I think they definitely have value more than, than not doing anything like that. But I don't know. I'm interested. If you have any thoughts about that, I would love for you to reach out to me and let me know what they are. So that is right now. That's what's been going on in my life. Once again, thank you for everyone who has uh, been encouraging and loving over the past couple days uh, as the news of Madeline and I's engagement has spread. It's just been really meaningful once again. So thank you for that. And we will get to the rest of today's podcast. Coming in off the top today, the NBA is almost back again. I know, it feels like it just ended. And I'm sure to the players, it definitely feels like that, except to the ones who've been sitting at home for almost a full year. With that comes a lot of different things. Training camps are starting. Some players are there. Some players are not. Most notably, James Harden just arrived to the Rockets camp and if you, a quick Google search can tell you all you need to know about James Harden's antics. Here's my thoughts on James Harden. Have you ever worked with somebody who doesn't want to be there? Maybe things aren't going their way or they've got another job they want or a job they've locked in. They are on the way out. Quite frankly, they're through with it. 
They are not trying as hard. In fact, they almost are trying not as hard to get a reaction out of their supervisor so that, you know what, they can finally actually be through with this stuff. I don't know. Maybe you've been that employee. Maybe you've worked with that employee. But either way, it's not great for morale. Personally, it's not great for morale. And as a collective, it's not great for morale. At this point, it looks like the Rockets are going to be sticking with James Harden, but I don't expect them to be sticking with James Harden for too long. I expect he will be dealt probably before the trade deadline this season for what I can expect is going to be an Anthony Davis, Paul George type haul. And if I'm the Rockets, I'm doing that now if I get the chance. I'm, I'm over it too. I'm ready to blow it up. Of course, I was ready to blow up the Rockets two years ago because they're just not there. They're not winning it. And the Rockets have had a good run. And if I was a Rockets fan, I'd want them to stay. But as a long-term championship-seeking team, I don't think James Harden is ever going to get the Rockets over the hump. So I'm sorry, Rockets fans. I'm really sorry. I feel for you. The Rockets fans that I know, I really, really like, but I don't think this is going to end well for James Harden in Houston. With that said, the offseason is almost over, and it is time to address what teams got better and what teams got worse. So here's the rundown. The Nets got better. These are teams that got better. The Nets the Suns, the Lakers, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Pelicans, the Sixers, and the Mavericks. That's a lot of teams that got better. Let's run through them really quick. So the Nets got better this offseason. Why? Because this guy named Kevin Durant is going to be suiting up for them this season. Let's take a look back at the Kevin Durant that we got before his Achilles tear. If the Nets get 70% of that Kevin Durant, they are going to be a title contender and many will be picking them to win the East if they can get 70% of Kevin Durant back. It's really that simple. Now, if, if by some miracle they land James Harden, they don't have what I would say is enough to get Harden. I think that the Rockets are going to want more than that, what they can give in return. But if they land Harden and Kyrie, Harden, and KD, that's either going to be the best team ever or it's going to be a complete and utter train wreck. Either way, I'm hoping for it. But Kevin Durant is still one of the best basketball players of this generation. He might be the best basketball player of this generation. And, you know, okay, if you consider him in LeBron's generation, we'll say LeBron gets that trophy, but... Kevin Durant is an all-timer, one of the best scorers of all time. His length makes him a great defender, too. Now, an Achilles injury might take away from his defensive style and his athleticism, but Kevin Durant's going to be able to score 40 at will, I would say, the rest of his career. He's seven feet tall. He can shoot the lights out. I mean, he's, he's a machine. So 70% of Kevin Durant is going to make the Nets a title contender this year. Another team that got better, the Suns. So last year, Chris Paul made the Thunder a problem for everyone. Nobody wanted to play them. In close games throughout the season, they were really, really tough to beat. 
I expect the Suns to be a top five seed in the West this season. Yeah, I said that. A top five seed in the West. I expect the Rockets to fall out. Uh, There's going to be competition, but the Suns have proved in the bubble that they are up and coming. And Chris Paul, this is one of his last seasons that he's, he's got a chance to be an alpha dog on a team that has a chance. I expect the Suns to be a top five seed in the West this season with the addition of Chris Paul. Another team that got baked better, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I know you're thinking, the Lakers won the finals last year. They got better? Yes, they did. Free agent additions of Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, Mark Gasol, and Dennis Schroeder are all improvements over the incredibly overpaid Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Rajon Rondo. Rondo was an absolute force in the playoffs and maybe the Lakers' third best player, but you're not getting that every night. You're not getting that on a, on a random Tuesday night in Sacramento. And so I expect the Lakers will be even better this season. Clearly, they are a preseason finals favorite. Now, we don't know what sort of run LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be getting at the beginning of the season. I expect some load management, but here's the good news. With the addition of Schroeder and Harrell and Gasol, Davis and LeBron are not going to have to carry the same load night in and night out for the Lakers this season. The Lakers got better. Who else got better? The Atlanta Hawks. Adding Bogdanovich is going to make the Hawks a league pass favorite this year. They're going to be scoring on everybody. Their defense is going to be an issue, but a fun team just got funner. They will be a playoff bubble team this year, fighting with the Wizards and the Hornets, for the eighth seed. If they make the play in mini playoff, guess what? Playoff Rondo becomes a factor. Let's face it, guys. The Hawks are fun to watch. I don't expect them to play a single bit of defense, but they're going to be scoring in the 130s often this season. So the Hawks got better. Who else got better in the East? The Washington Wizards. Yes, plain and simple. Russell Westbrook is better than John Wall. Plain and simple. Russell Westbrook, he's just a better player than John Wall. We don't know what John Wall is even going to be this year. And Bradley Beal, look, I know people are concerned Westbrook's going to come in and take a lot of shots out of of Bradley Beal's hands. But look, Russell Westbrook has played with guys who have had career seasons while being on the same team. I expect this to work in the short term. I don't know if it's going to keep Bradley Beal in Washington forever. I don't expect it to. I don't even expect them to be a second-round playoff team. But the Wizards got better. And guess what? There's this one guy on their team that we all want to see, Garrison Matthews. Weirdly enough, this is going to be a season with players missing for COVID reasons. It's going to be opportunities out there for guys like Garrison Matthews, guys on two-way contracts. Um It's going to be opportunities out there for them to make a splash and get seen in an NBA game. And Garrison Matthews had some moments last year, and I know all of us Lipscomb alum are cheering him on. So give us more Garrison Matthews, please. But I expect the Wizards to be in the play-in mini playoff. I think that's going to be a really fun thing to watch, and I expect the Wizards to be there. Who else is going to be in that 
play-in tournament for the playoffs this year, it is going to be the Charlotte Hornets. Laugh all you want, but in the East, adding Gordon Hayward makes the Hornets a solid playoff contender, assuming LaMelo doesn't steal the keys and wreck the car. Look, Gordon Hayward, he had a really, really rough time in Boston. A really rough time. But even if he gets back to not what he was in Utah, but somewhere between what he was in Boston and what he was in Utah, he's going to have a lot more opportunity in Boston. He's a great passer. And I think, you know, he's not a great team leader, but he is a vet. He is a good vet. He's going to show up to work. He's going to do his part. I expect the Hornets to be, once again, in that ninth area in the East where they hang out most seasons. And I expect them to be in the playoff uh, play-in. Now, I, don't, I don't know if they'll be in the playoffs, but they'll be in the play-in. So the Hornets are going to be a fun team. LaMelo, I mean, who doesn't want to watch that? Okay, I want to watch it once. And if I don't like it, I might not turn it on again. But I want to watch it at least once. I'm interested. Here's another team that got better, and I'm not that happy about this one. The Pelicans got better. Okay, the Pelicans lost Drew Holiday, but they gained Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and Steven Adams. Most importantly of those is Steven Adams. He's going to be the perfect finishing piece to a lineup with either Lonzo Ball or Eric Bledsoe playing point guard, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. Unfortunately, I expect the Pelicans to be standing in between the Grizzlies and a playoff spot this season. I'm intrigued. Okay, I, I was a little bit put off by the amount of time the Pelicans were on national TV last year, especially because Zion Williamson wasn't even playing in a lot of those games. And this is a big if, but if Zion is healthy, the Pelicans are not going to be an easy out this season. I expect them to be really, really solid, even good this year. They are what I expect to be the eighth and final playoff team in the West. The New Orleans Pelicans. Who would have thought getting rid of Anthony Davis two years later, they'd be in this spot? Who else got better this offseason? The Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Two words. Seth Curry. All it took was a week with Daryl Morey to take a roster from a dumpster fire to an intriguing roster capable of making a playoff run. Remember how the threat of J.J. Reddick kept opposing teams honest in the half court? Seth Curry will do much of the same thing with adding an on-ball threat that Josh Richardson never could. If things don't work out, a hard-in for Simmons trade could be in play. Boy, would that be fun. If I'm the Rockets, I would do hard-in for Simmons straight up. Ben Simmons is one of the only guys in the NBA who fits the bill for me on a one-to-one hard-in trade. He's got all the upside in the world. He's already proven he is an all-star caliber player, and he's got room to grow. I would gladly take Ben Simmons if I'm Houston, but I think Daryl Morey, I mean, he wants to see what he's got before he makes any trades, but if anybody's trading for Harden, I expect Morey to be in the mix. Who else got better this offseason? The Dallas Mavericks. Now, Josh Richardson was in the right fit for the Sixers, but that doesn't make him a bad player. He's a solid defender and a good enough secondary ball handler, and that's all you need next to Luka Doncic, whose usage rates are out the wazoo. The trade for Curry was about fit. 
and I think both teams are better for it. Luka Doncic doesn't need Seth Curry next to him out there. He needs somebody like Richardson, who is a solid defender. Richardson is going to be able to guard a lot of guys that Luka has had to guard last season. Luka's not going to be having to put in so much effort on the defensive end. And Richardson's a solid secondary ball handler who, if Luka needs to be pushed off ball, can do that. Perhaps most intriguing team of the offseason, the Milwaukee Bucks. Did they improve? I don't know. The only way that will be measured is on postseason success. And we'll have to wait till May or June to find that out. The Milwaukee thing's really interesting because they got rid of dudes who played on their team last year. On on the team that had the best record in the NBA regular season, they they lost three rotation guys. And we're about to find out a lot about Drew Holiday. Is he actually as good as everybody says? You know, he's never been on a really good team before. So we'll see what he's got. I think that they might be better in the postseason. I don't know what this move did for them in the regular season, but that's how this trade is going to be measured. Postseason success. So teams that got worse, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets got worse this offseason. Sorry, Rockets fans, you had a good run. Now, we talked about the Harden stuff earlier, and I expect him to be traded around the deadline, but here's the good news. The Rockets will still be fun to watch. I'm going to be turning their games on. They've got John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, a a Kentucky Wildcat reunion. I mean, those Kentucky teams were fun to watch, and this won't be the same, but I mean, if, if Cousins is able to be healthy this season, he's got great hands. He's a great passer. He's a great ball handler for his size. He can shoot it. I think that this is going to open up a lot of room. And if we get 70% of what John Wall was, throw him in a lineup out there with Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, this team isn't going to suck. And and, and the thing is, they don't need to suck because I don't even think they have the draft pick. So Rockets fans, I'm sorry. They got worse. They might be a playoff team. Uh, We'll see what happens with Harden, but I, I just don't know. What I do know is they got worse this offseason. Another team that got worse, the Los Angeles Clippers. Perhaps the most overhyped team in NBA history, they got worse this offseason. The Clippers, they lost Montrez Harrell, who he no doubt wasn't much help in the playoffs last year, but he was sixth man of the year and was useful on the offensive end against small ball bigs and in the pick and roll against small plodding centers. Another thing, it hurts to having to pay Marcus Morris as much as they did. And when reports are out saying that heavy minutes are coming for Reggie Jackson, that's a hardly cause for optimism. Look, the other LA team got better. The Clippers team got worse. And after what we watched in the postseason last year, look, I think Kawhi, assuming he's healthy, is going to gonna. gonna be himself this year. But is Paul George really a guy you want as number two on a team that's trying to win the finals against LeBron and Anthony Davis? I don't know. So the Clippers got worse this year. And perhaps the team that got the most worse, the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
The Thunder are zigging while everyone else in the West is zagging. I expect a terrible record this year as Shea Gilgis Alexander isn't quite ready to lead a team to the promised land, but there's good news, Thunder fans. You are set up for future success. SGA is only 21. As long as he doesn't get ruined by a few losing seasons, the Thunder have set themselves up for success later this decade. So that's who got better and who got worse this offseason. Before we go, I'm going to offer my NBA playoff predictions. Now, this is after the play-in tournament, okay? This is after the play-in tournament. For those who don't know, there is going to be a play-in tournament for teams 7 through 10 to get into the playoffs this season. So here is the deal. These are going to be the final eight teams after those mini tournaments happen, which let's be real. These predictions probably aren't going to work out, but it's only fun to say them like they are. So here's my teams in the East. These are in no particular order. Okay. These are in no particular order. Don't hold me to the order. Number one, East team, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, the Indiana Pacers, and who do I think is getting that eight seed? I hope it's the Atlanta Hawks, but I think it's going to be the Washington Wizards. Russell Westbrook, love him or hate him, I don't see that guy missing the playoffs with Bradley Beal on his team. So that's my eight. The Bucks, Heat, Nets, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Pacers, and Wizards. And in the West, who do I think is making the playoffs? The Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets. We didn't talk about the Nuggets, but I'm intrigued by them. I was so entertained by them last season in the playoffs. And I think they'll be even better this year even with a loss of Jeremy Grant. So the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks, the Portland Trailblazers, the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, and the New Orleans Pelicans. That's who I'm taking as my eight West teams. So once again, that's the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavericks, Trailblazers, Suns, Jazz, and Pelicans. Now, if you got something different, I would love to hear it. Let me know, but that's what I'm thinking. So this has been my NBA preview this season. Who got better? Who got worse? And what it means, who's going to the playoffs? All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. I love you. Take care.